Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm so pleased to be joined today by Tracy Sands. Hi, Tracy, welcome. Good morning. I guess good afternoon for what we talked about. Good morning. Absolutely. Thank you. So, so whereabouts are you today? I am in the United States and I live in Pennsylvania, which is an eastern, uh, northeastern, central eastern state. We're not known for much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the weather would be better than what we're having here. You know, in the what's the temperature like today? Is it sunny or? So Pennsylvania is known for uh, never having an in-between. So last week it was 90 and sunny. This week it's rainy and in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, so today we have a little bit of cloud, but it's the flowers are out, so I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, in, in the UK, it's sunny at the moment, but we often get four seasons, even in, even in summer. So, uh, you know, by the time we finish the podcast, it may be different. okay so a little bit about tracy tracy's on a mission to empower veterinary support staff and to improve mental wellness in the veterinary profession um that's a really good um, topic uh, tracy you know mental wellness is certainly something that i'm sure everyone will agree is something that is desperately needed by our profession worldwide i think you know, and uh, you know, it's something we need to focus on right now. Good. So the title of the podcast is Pet Lovers Matter. And we're going to talk all about that for the next seven minutes or so. Okay, Tracy, our time starts now. So question number one, who is your ideal client? So I think it's really important for me to just define that pet lovers matter before I even answer this question. And uh, the reason is, is because when I was really looking internally for my purpose in this world, but also uh, the purpose that would broadly fit the two different uh, venues I have, my veterinary practice and my podcast, Mm -hmm. Uh, It came to me that it was about people mattering and it wasn't going to be just about veterinary clients. So pet lovers encompasses the team members that take care of the pets as well as uh, the clients. Uh, So for a veterinary client, the ideal one for me is one who feels that a relationship with a veterinary team allows them to provide a better quality of life for their pets. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ideal podcast listener is anybody in the veterinary profession for the VetMed After Hours podcast. Uh, It's anybody in the veterinary profession who wants to feel more connected and feel like whatever they're going through, they're not alone. And I think that's really all of us. We all need to to understand that. Okay, that's fantastic. So so basically all veterinary team members, you know, the whole profession, uh, a lot of emphasis tends to focus sometimes just on the veterinarians, but in actual fact, it's the whole team that can be um, susceptible to the stresses and the emotional roller coaster that you often experience in a veterinary practice. Okay. I think it gets forgotten way too often. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a veterinarian myself, and 
It's really easy to explain our emotional roller coaster, but everybody on the team is experiencing those exact same emotions and sometimes even harder pieces than we have to deal with. Absolutely, that's so true. Perfect. That leads us nicely on to, on to question number two. What's the biggest problem your clients face and how do you solve it? So I think I'll stick with the team members for today's mm -hmm. conversation. Okay. And uh, the biggest problem that we face is stems from the feeling of being alone and not feeling comfortable talking about when you need help. Uh, and so why I've been become passionate about moving outside of just the veterinary clinic that I work in is because there's an overwhelming amount of uh, cultures in the veterinary profession where it's not okay to take a break or it's not okay to say that you can't stay late that evening and not need a reason. Uh, it's, it's not, a, it's just, no, everybody feels like they have to be perfect and they have to be going at 200 miles an hour at all times. And we need to build a network where we can all reach out and support each other. And, and I think that's the biggest problem is everybody feels alone. The team members don't feel appreciated or in a psychologically safe place to speak up. Uh, the veterinarians feel alone because we feel like we've got to, we've got to make everything right for the client and uh, we can only do it by ourselves. Okay. That's a really important point because um, I see it myself, you know, I've been a vet for 32 years, um, had three clinics and uh, you know, it, it, it came up time and time again where people thought they were going through it by themselves and nobody else was going through the issues that they were feeling and they felt inadequate in some way. Um, in fact, um, our Royal College uh, did a, I think it was them who did the study in students and 75% of veterinary students wouldn't admit to having um, a mental health um, sort of problem. You know, there's still some stigma also attached to that kind of thing. So, okay, good. So um, that's the biggest problem, you know, maybe also associated with not recognizing that they have a problem, I would imagine. Okay, yeah. great. Question three, what are the typical symptoms that people experience with that problem? You know, their pain points. Absolutely. So I think the buzzword that most people are familiar with right now is toxic culture. Okay. Uh, and to me, that really boils down to little things that build up with each other. So starting with negativity on a recent one of your episodes, the life coach was talking about how we just start to swirl in our minds and we think mm -hmm. about, oh, there's so many clients, there's so many things, I can't do all these, it's gonna end up in a bad way. So it starts with negativity and complaining amongst team members, whining, um, gossip and bullying, and those just, those all come together to staff turnover, which is a huge problem in the profession. You know, the two biggest problems in the profession worldwide are we don't have enough staff and we have veterinary suicide. Mm -hmm. uh, and those come when the little things happen all day, every day. And then we get to burnout and compassion fatigue. Uh, and then we don't have the coping skills. So we end up with addictions and suicide and all builds together. Okay. So there's quite a few symptoms there, you know. Absolutely. Uh, to, to highlight them, you know, compassion fatigue, you mentioned um, burnout, 
Um, we talked about feeling inadequate, you know, the feeling of maybe overwhelm, um, irritability can come into it, yeah. anger, and they won't know why. They feel maybe out of control, life's happening to them rather than not being able to make it happen, you know, the way they want it to. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for that, Tracy. Um, so question number four. What are the common mistakes that people make in trying to solve that problem? You know, the things they thought were going to work, but were never going to. The things they tried but failed. Sure. So when I was thinking about this, I think there are three groups of mistakes currently that are happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first one is, especially for management, <clears throat> excuse me, leadership in the clinics. It's easy to feel like you can show your staff appreciation using finances. So giving them a bonus, giving them a raise, uh, buying pizza. You know, it's been a long day. They didn't have time for lunch. We're going to buy pizza, slap it on the counter. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are important things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But they aren't enough. And so the most common mistake is that, and I'll often hear leaders say to me, and I've been there too, I don't feel appreciated. My staff doesn't care that I did this thing. And what the mistake is, is that we don't understand appreciation languages, which is something I'm incredibly passionate about. So there are five appreciation languages and you have to understand them and you have to start with understanding your own mm -hmm. because then when you start to realize that the people that you interact with don't speak the same one, that's why you don't feel appreciated, but it's also why they don't. Uh, if if gifts isn't one of their languages, you can buy them pizza every day of the week and they don't, it doesn't matter to them other than they got some calories out of it. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is uh, only showing appreciation in one language, even if it's yeah. a few different things in that. And then uh, for me, which is one of the reasons why I developed the Vet You Matter campaign, uh, the second one is that people think the way to stop veterinary suicide is to talk about it, but mm -hmm. that's not enough. We have to talk about it, but we have to change the situations that lead up to the suicide. You and I can sit here and talk all day about how sad the numbers are, but if we mm -hmm. don't just like if we have a cat that comes and it's vomiting and we give the cat serenia and it stops vomiting mm -hmm. fantastic but he's gonna start vomiting again if we don't figure out why and we don't address the why we have to do the same thing with veterinary suicide mm -hmm. uh, and then a mistake that i'm seeing lately that i'm become really passionate about is in social media it's really trendy to mm -hmm. highlight the negative and it, it's kind of we sort of have a victim mentality about that you know if you see an influencer crying and telling you their story about the day uh you don't feel as alone because you've been there but what i'm seeing our mistake in that that i want to change is that's all that's going up there because the sadness sells so yeah. there's just this overwhelming amount of social media posts that are talking about how hard and horrible our profession is. Mm. And if we want to attract the teams and we want to build teams and empower them, we've got to talk about the good in our profession. Uh, in fact, I just recently started a hashtag called VetMedJoy because mm. I thought when my daughter is getting ready to go to high school, 
if she's watching veterinary professionals on social media, why would she possibly want to enter the profession? Because there's yeah. hardly anything about how, well, all the cool things we do. We have to talk about the hard things, but we can't let ourselves sway so far to the negative that we can't see the light. Absolutely. You talked uh, about quite a few important things there. Firstly, is that maybe rewards are not a one trick pony. And I'm guilty of thinking that money would just solve it. You know, what are they complaining about? Paying them well. You've got a coffee and tea machine. What else? You know, and, and then we started figuring it out and said, well, everyone gets rewarded in a different way. You know, internal rewards versus external rewards. And it turned out that simple thank yous and pleases and common courtesies was quite important. And we also introduced a magic moments where team members started appreciating each other. I love it. Yeah. And it was out of the hands of the of the leader who never noticed everything. <laughs> Too busy being chaotic and and reacting yeah. to problems <laughs> to, sure. no, to notice the good that was actually happening in the practice. Then you talked about the underlying issues and exactly true. You know, we can cover up the mistakes. Um, we can think we solve them, but unless we address the underlying issues, you know, the foundations of the problems, which is what I think as a professional, we need to be addressing, you know, yeah. um, we're not going to go anywhere if we don't do that. And then the social media thing. Yeah. Wow. You know, I have, um, well, my children are just coming out of teenager types, type uh, ages, and they're just on their phones all the time. And at, yeah. at work, I see them on their phones a lot. And there's a lot of negativity. And even the positives they see are maybe too positive sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and then they see their life as uh, a bit less compared to other people. So uh, the whole social media thing, um, I don't know how to solve, but you're absolutely correct. It has an influence on our mental health there. And then, yeah, you know, why enter the profession? You know, but, uh, I think just over 50% of um, all the vets in this country, in the UK survey was done in 2018, wouldn't choose going into vet med again, which is a sad state to be really. So, yep, all those things, fantastic. Thank you. And question number five, what is one valuable free action that someone listening to this can implement that will help them solve that problem? I had an answer and then you just made me remember something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might That's take all right, don't worry. cut one out. So when you were talking about your magic moments, which I love that term, mm -hmm. uh, when I answer this question, I want to answer it with something that anybody in the clinic can do. A receptionist, a, God, I don't even like this term, but a kennel tech, you know, mm -hmm. anyone that working can do. And uh, for us, we call it a shout out board. So uh, if, mm -hmm. if you are a $10 an hour wage person, get yourself a piece of poster board and ask your management team if you can put it in the break room or the bathroom. And it can start just that simple. And you just start with those simple moments you were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, Brie made a client smile today when she took the cat carrier out for her and a smiley face. Mm -hmm. uh, or something bigger, you know, Dr. Sanjay diagnosed a case that the owners tried four different vets to figure out mm -hmm. and it really catches on quickly. And it again, brings, it, it brings that positive feedback. It makes you think about stopping to find something uh, on our shout out boards. I'll feel like, man, I haven't put anything up for a week. And if I haven't, I actually make myself sit down and write one for everybody so that I'm taking a moment and thinking about each staff member. 
but it's really contagious. And then what we do is we actually read ours at our weekly meetings mm -hmm. and it just allows everybody to stop yeah. and refocus and, and think about the positive. So shout out boards. I'm a big fan of, but the other thing that I was going to actually answer uh, is get yourself educated, uh, starting small and mm -hmm. learning those five appreciation languages. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really simple. You can do it on the website for free. There's a book by Gary Chapman and Paul White. Mm -hmm. But appreciation languages is something we can apply everywhere in our lives. And if you understand those, you're going to be a better team member, a better spouse, partner, friend. And you're going to start to understand that people will appreciate you more than you realize as well. Okay, fantastic. So there's quite a few valuable free actions that you've got in there. Sorry. Yeah, so. I knew I couldn't do this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the shout out board is, is, is fantastic. And I like the fact that you read it out. So everybody gets to hear it, not just maybe the person that it was directed to. Um, that's fantastic. And uh, it's something that I think uh, we should be implementing. So I'm going to steal that idea from you, Tracy. If that's all right. It's a great training tool, right? Yeah too because if you see something you want everybody to do and you put it up there and then it's yeah. read out loud they're like oh yeah that's cool i want to do it <laughs> absolutely um and and you talked about just uh you know taking the time to to get some knowledge and some skills about appreciation and gratitude and that kind of thing you know yeah i i, I may be wrong but as far as i know there's still very little education on on how to how to look after yourself at work we we're very good at teaching people technical skills at college and universities and things, but um, uh, how to cope with all the other things that the job brings with it, yeah. uh, nobody teaches us. So, uh, but it's it's getting better with people like you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's loads of courses and things. Fantastic, really useful. Great. So let's go to question number six. Only two questions to go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is one valuable free resource? that you can direct people to that will further help. Sure. So as you can tell, I love to talk about all of these things mm -hmm. and our the Vet Med After Hours podcast that we've been talking about. We not only have a podcast, but we have a website. I say we because I just feel like it's all of our guests together. Uh -huh. So vetmedafterhours.com. There is a Vet You Matter page, which is all about our anti-suicide campaign and asking for help before you need that help mm -hmm. if you are on social media please 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 follow the hashtag that you matter and now the hashtag vetmedjoy and use it and when i say vetmedjoy it doesn't just have to be puppies and kittens i put on a picture of demodex the other day because i found an answer and it made me happy okay so those sound like really good resources so just to repeat your um, your website, it's vetmedafterhours.com. Yeah. And it would be nice to follow hashtag vetumatter or hashtag vetumatterjoy. Vetmedjoy. Vetmedjoy. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's worth repeating. Thank you. You're welcome. And finally, question number seven. What's the one question, Tracy, that I should have asked you that I didn't? One question you should have asked. Hmm. Trick question. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. It's a good one. It's a good one. So you didn't ask me what advice I would give my younger self. 
Okay. That's and I cool. know that's cliche, but mm -hmm. <laughs> wisdom means a lot from years of experience. Yeah. So for me, it would be 80% can be good enough if it means that you can have balance outside of work because you won't get your time back. And, Absolutely. And yeah. time outside of work is equally as important as the time there. Absolutely. And again, no one teaches us how to rest and recuperate. You know, we get all this thing at work and it's about, in, in my opinion, it's about oscillating. So you get to the, you get to work, it's like a sine curve and it's stress and everything. And then when you go home, you should be able to balance it out with stuff that you do. And I think we forget to even eat right or sleep right or exercise right. Again, nobody teaches us how to do those things. So you're absolutely right. That balance and how to do that um, seems to be quite elusive, but that's something that we should all strive for. Wow. Thanks, Tracy. You know, that was really, really exciting. Um, really interesting to be fair and very helpful. I think you're definitely fulfilling your mission, which is to empower and inspire veterinary professionals. And you've reminded us that we all matter and that by normalizing mental health conversations and making it okay to ask for help, we can start to heal this profession that we are in. Yeah. And I'm sure our listeners, myself included, will take away some valuable insights and work to make this profession as rewarding and fulfilling as we had all hoped it would be at the start, you know, when we, when we got excited about qualifying or getting yeah. that job, etc. Uh, rather than, you know, a, a profession to enjoy and thrive in rather than one to endure and kind of survive in. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy, for your time. You're most welcome.